The other side of decision making would be, I think, you look at health. Oh my God. There are so many things in the health area that are so conflicted. Um, I think, you know, I just, you asked me last time about my diet and I told you I got a really boring diet for, I was, I was for what, 16 years, uh, I was, you know, a vegetarian and vegan. And then I began eating fish and that was the only thing I needed. I felt stronger. I needed that. And about, gosh, three months ago, I started, I had several challenges in a row. I had the challenge of first, um, um, you know, for years of pounding my arms together with such intensity, you know, 50 hours in a week on stage and the nerves in my arms, I couldn't sleep on my side. So I slept on my back, not a big deal. But then my wife kept saying, honey, you stop breathing. I'm really worried. And I went to a sleep study and found that I stopped breathing 17 times in 16 minutes on my back. So oh, extreme geez. sleep apnea. So they give you this, this sleep app, which is this like vacuum cleaner to put on your face. And it's extremely sexy. You'll get girls with it for sure. And, um, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? This is how I'm supposed to live my life. And then in the middle of this, I go snowboarding and I get a snowboarding accident. I rip, you know, three of my rotator cuffs. I'm good at handling pain. So it wasn't that big a deal, but then the pain starts going down my arm and I find this incredible, this level of pain that's nine, nine. I mean, I can handle pain, but it's, it was as severe as anything I imagined. Couldn't sleep, couldn't anything. Went into the hospital for the MRI and found out that I had spinal stenosis where the nerves are being pinched and the spine is, is tightening up. And, you know, they tell me I can't snowboard again. I can't play squash. I can't, you know, I can't jump around on stage and be crazy. And so I wasn't willing to accept that. So long story short, I'm telling you this because I have a core belief. The core belief is, you ask me about quotes, it's a belief. Life is always happening for us, not to us. And it's our job to find out where the benefit is. If we do, life is magnificent. So I'm trying to find some benefit in not sleeping, not having pain, having a vacuum cleaner on my face, you know, <laughs> and just... And I, and I won't give up and all these guys are telling me my life is over, right? And in the midst of all this, I'm also experiencing something insane that I didn't even tell my wife because I don't want to worry her, but I'm only 56 years old and I've never, I'm on stage 50 hours, you know, me. I don't forget a thing. I mean, it's like my brain is just, it, it's a strength. And I'm on stage and I'm trying to figure out all of a sudden, what did they just say and why did they say it? It was like dementia. And I'm, so that's freaking me out. All this is happening at once. While I've just maybe six months before made this decision that said, I am going to become a master of joy and happiness like I never have before. As great as I think my life is, I'm going to end suffering as it arrives. I'm going to realize that there's only two places you can live, beautiful states of being, joy, happiness, love, passion, you know, decisiveness, creativity, awe. All those states that when you're in those emotional states, life is magnificent. You treat yourself and others at the highest level. And then there are suffering states. And none of us who are achievers would probably call it suffering. Just like achievers are never fearful. They're just stressed. This <laughs> is the achiever word for fear. But if I follow your stress, it'll take me to your fear. Same thing. So I'd never call it suffering. If you would have said, do you have a, you know, are you suffering? I would say, suffer? Are you kidding me? I don't suffer. I have the most magnificent life. I have this incredible mission. I have millions of people that I meet and love. I got four incredible kids. I got the greatest wife in the world. I'm physically fit. You know, I got financial freedom. But I did suffer because suffering really is any emotion that takes you out of those beautiful states. So it would be, I'd get frustrated, I'd get stressed, I'd get concerned, I'd get overwhelmed, I'd get all kinds of feelings. They didn't last very long, but I'd feel them and I'd say, well, that's part of life. But really what happened for me is you talk about better advice. The advice I gave myself, the advice I got, I went to India, spent some time with a friend of mine and came out of it and said, the next level for me is realizing 
how to experience life at the highest level every day, every moment, finding ecstasy and joy in this moment with you, in the moment with my wife, in the moment when I'm going to go talk with someone. I mean, billionaires are common. Uh, someone who is truly happy every moment of life is not. And so my, you know, you talk about advice or direction, my whole obsession became to say, look, my whole life is about helping people create an extraordinary quality of life, not a good one, not even a great one, just life on their terms, whatever that is. Some people that's three beautiful children. Some people that's a garden. Some people that's poetry. Some people that's building a billion dollar business. It, there's no right or wrong, but whatever you really want to get it, you've got to master two skills. And the one everybody knows is the science of achievement. Like we've got to figure out how to take our visions and make them real. And the people that do that are the people that everybody knows the name of and respect and who have their life the way they want it seemingly. And it is a science in that achievement. There are rules. If you want to know finance, there are rules to finance. I just spent four or five years doing it. You follow those rules, you're going to have an abundance of money. You may not be a billionaire, but you're going to have an abundance of money. You break those rules, I don't care who you are, you're going to have financial stress. Same thing with the body. You and I both know we're all biochemically unique, but there are certain fundamentals. If you violate them, you're going to have low energy and disease. If you align with them, you're going to have high energy. So that's science of achievement. You and I could dig into that forever. But the one I'm passionate about, the one I really want to jump on this, this call with you on, because I really want to spread the word, is two things. It's this idea that the other skill you need that is so boring and our culture does not reinforce it, does not show its true importance, is the art of fulfillment. And it's an art, Tim. It's not a science. Because what's going to light you up, you and I are good friends, and what lights me up, there's going to be a lot of things in common. There'll be some things that are different. Mm -hmm. There's a woman in your life. She's going to love certain things. You're going to have a little common in certain things. She's going to be excited by that don't excite you. That's just part of life. So you and I have to figure out what it is that really lights us up because success without fulfillment to me is the ultimate failure in life. The worst advice you can get is go achieve all your goals. Most people do that and they go, is this all there is? What you have to find out is what's going to fulfill you. And there are no, it's not like a science because it's different for everybody. You want to know what's, you know, I'm up here in BC right now. I'm looking out at the forest and you look at this forest. If you want to know what God loves, the universe loves, it's pretty obvious. Nothing's the same. It's all diverse. It's pure diversity right? So that's what's real. But the principle that makes you feel like fulfilled is you got to grow. Anybody, I don't care how much money they have, how many Academy Awards they have, how many people they like it or like them. I don't care how much money. It doesn't matter what they have. It's never enough if you don't keep growing. Because if you don't grow, you die. If your business is not growing, don't yourself. It's shrinking. If your relationship is not growing, it is shrinking. It is dying. There is no in between in real life of how things really live. And if you grow, the reason I believe growth is the imperative in the universe, it's not my rules, everything in the universe grows or dies, is because it gives us something to give. And I really believe that's what we're made for. We're most alive when we don't just do something for ourselves, but we really feel like our life matters because it extends beyond ourselves into contribution. So I'll give you a perfect example. And I've been sharing this example all over the world because it's just so relevant. And I also wanted to test how people responded. So during these premieres of, uh, of I'm Not Your Guru around the country, I'm gone up afterwards for Q&A, and then I ask people, as well as in my seminars around the world, I'd say, how many of you, I said, we've lost a, a national treasure in the United States two years ago. And I asked this in China, Beijing, and Tokyo, and Sydney, down in Brazil, up in Toronto, in America. I said, this name is Robin Williams. I said, how many of you in this room, don't raise your hand if you liked Robin Williams, raise your hand if you love Robin Williams. And 98% of the room in Beijing, in Tokyo, in Sydney, I'm talking about all over the world. 98% of the people, 99% raised their hand. 
But the truth is, these people say they love him. They didn't even know him. Now, was he a master of achievement, science of achievement? You bet. I mean, everybody comes to Hollywood, big dreams. Everybody tells you you're full of shit. This guy did it. He wanted his own TV show. He did it. He wanted the number one show. They all said, there's no way. And some people are ancient enough to remember Mork and Mindy, and he did it. Then he wanted to have the most beautiful family, and he did it. Then he said he wanted to make more money than he could spend, and he achieved it. Then he said, this is not enough. I want to make movies, not just TV, and he did that. Then he said, I want to win an Academy Award for not being funny, his number one skill, and he did it. He said he wanted to make the whole world laugh, and he did it. He wanted to get the whole world to love him, and he did it. And he hung himself, hung himself in his own home leaving hundreds of millions of people around the world literally that love this man. And screw us, he left his children and his wife scarred for life. And he was a good man. How do you explain that? I'll tell you how to explain it. The worst advice a person had ever got, somewhere got stuck in his psychology, that achievement was more important than fulfillment. It's the biggest lie on the planet. And if you get it, if you wake up to it, you can actually have a life that is so rich and so beautiful. But the only way you can do it is you got to understand that this brain inside our heads is a two million year old brain. And this two million year old brain was not designed to make you happy. It was designed to make you survive. And it's ancient old survival software that is running you a good deal of time. Whenever you're suffering, that survival software is there. And the reason you're suffering is you're focused on yourself. You're obsessing on yourself. People tell me, I'm not suffering that way. It's, I'm worried about my kids. It's my kids are not where they need to be. No, the reason they're upset is they feel they failed their kids. It's about them still. In fact, I began to uncover where all suffering comes from. And I found the most simple little tools I dug in. Suffering comes from three thought patterns. Loss, less, never. If you are in a situation where you believe that someone did something, the government, your friend, your coworker, your kid, whoever, and because they did that, you lost love or you lost an opportunity or you lost respect or you lost anything. The illusion of loss is the place we suffer. And it is unconsciously, even when it's not conscious, because we're obsessing about ourselves. We're having this illusion that something happened and now life as we expect it to be is not there. And our expectations are what are keeping us from feeling that happiness. On the other hand, the other one is less. If you did something, I did something, you failed to do something as my friend, I failed to do something for you, and as a result, either of us starts thinking we have less respect, less love, less joy, less opportunity, less something, you're going to suffer. You're going to come up with those emotions that make you crazy. And the worst one is when you start thinking because you did this or I did this or you didn't do that or I didn't this or the government or somebody did something, because of that, we will never have something again, then people get crazy inside. And the antidote to that suffering is appreciation. It's getting outside of yourself and finding something to appreciate because we get so upset about stuff today that's nothing. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. And, you know, I'm privileged enough now to have a intercontinental jet where I can go straight to China nonstop. It's it's unbelievable privilege to have this stage in my life. But my whole life, I've flown commercial and I get on Qantas Airlines to go to Australia 14 hours. You know the drill. And yeah, what I'd be is like, I got 18 companies now, 12 of them that I actively manage. We got 1,200 employees on three continents and seven industries. We do $5 billion in sales plus this year combined with all these people. With all that going on, I get on that plane and my brain would be like, oh, my God, I'm going to be disconnected for 14 hours. And I'd, go, I'd create all this stress. What's stressful about sitting <laughs> or lying down if you're privileged enough to be in a first-class seat? I mean, the stories we tell ourselves that stress us out. But on this flight, it's like, you know, you're used to 
you know, domestically, you got access to internet and you got, you can, thank God you got connection to Facebook and Instagram, God forbid that you'd be apart from that for a few minutes in your emails. And I get on the plane. It's like they announced for the first time we have internet. And Tim, I swear to God, it was like God entered the, the plane. People were cheering. People stood up, actually stood up and clapped. And I have to admit, I didn't stand up and clap, but I was doing that inside. Like, oh yeah, this is so cool. And then what do you think happens 15 minutes later? <laughs> yeah, the internet. The internet is it is announced to not be working. For how long? I have no idea. <laughs> 14 hours. <laughs> it never worked again. And people are like, this is bull. I'm not putting up with this. What the hell is wrong with these people? My point is 15 minutes earlier, it was a miracle. Now it's already an expectation. You want to change your life. You want to end suffering. Stop just focusing on achievement. It's easy to achieve when you're fulfilled anyway. You feel better. Actually trade your expectations for appreciation and your whole life changes in a moment. So what I decided to do is to realize if I was going to take a different level of life, life is too short to suffer. You know what took me to suffer, Tim? I wouldn't call it suffering. I'd say a little stressed or frustrated. I just had my phone nearby. It's all it took. What do you think the chances are, if you're a listener right now, or you, Tim, what do you think the chances are with 1,200 employees across all these industries, multiple continents, what are the chances that someone is effing up something right now? I'd say 100%. <laughs> what do you think the chances are? Yeah. It's 100%. And if I have my phone nearby, there's going to be a text or an email or a Slack or something to let me know that. And I'm going to go from this beautiful state I'm in to what the, are you kidding me? And that would be my life. And I realized that my happiness was so cheap. I would give my happiness over somebody not doing what I thought they should do. And the more people that you're then responsible to and for, the more likelihood, just the law of averages says it's not going to work out the way you expect. And so I finally decided I got a number one, and this is my invitation, everyone. It's why I came on, because I'm so passionate about this. You can tell this. I hope that probably feels like a soliloquy right now. I apologize, my friend, but I just want to plant the seed with everybody because it is is a beautiful life and it's blessed the life that I've had. And I've worked my ass off for it and I've been blessed both. But out of all of that, nothing compares to the last year and a half when my wife and I both made this distinction and said, there's only two states you live in, beautiful states or suffering states, and life is too short to suffer. So when we start to suffer, we have a 90-second rule, feel it for 90 seconds, figure it out, let it go. Because all these things were so upset, my preference is that everybody would do things a certain way. My preference is I'd have the internet on the plane. We all have these preferences that we make life and death. It's like, this survival mechanism in our brain is always looking for what's wrong. That's what it does. That's the survival mechanism. It's looking for what's wrong so you can fight it or flight it. But there's no longer a saber-toothed tiger to avoid. So now it worries about what are people thinking of me or do I have enough money in a country where if you live in poverty in the United States, you're actually in the 1% of the world. Mm -hmm. People say they're in the 99% are lying. Half the world lives on $2.50 a day, 900 bucks a year. So I don't want anybody to be in poverty anywhere. But we live in a world where most of us are looking for what's wrong. What's wrong is always available, so is what's right. And if you don't take control of your focus, everything in your life will disappear. So we have this 90-second rule. And if you want, later on the show here, we can uh, wait. I can do a little process with everybody for two minutes and show them how to end some suffering as it occurs. Yeah, now, suffering will show up again because the mind is always looking for what's wrong. And so it shows up. It's not like it won't show up. It's just you kill it. I always tell people, kill the monster while it's a baby. Don't wait till it's Godzilla eating the city. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever little challenge you got, you want to kill it right away. So 
in the beginning, it should have probably been a four-hour rule, quite honestly. But, you know, in years ago, it would have been a four-month rule with upset and so forth. But we really got it down like a muscle to 90 seconds. And I cannot tell you the level of magnificence and joy and happiness you have when you don't stress out about all the stuff that you can't control that's just a preference and you find the beauty in everything and you use what life is offering you. I mean, I've always done this. It's just, it's like anything else. You can't manage something you don't measure, right? And I wasn't measuring this because I just called these other emotions. They weren't dominant. They weren't destroying my life. They were just showing up at times. I called that life. No, that's not life. That's survival software. That's an old brain. And I teach my brain what to do. I don't, my brain, I don't have an argument. I don't have negotiations in my mind. I've trained my brain through conditioning to do this. And now this year I've trained it to just let go and find what is beautiful in each moment. And I'm telling you, there is nothing on earth I've experienced that's brought more joy to me, to my wife. Because also when you're doing that, you're in a different place. You're not, you can't be present with someone when you're stressed out inside. And if there's really a problem, it's so much easier to solve when you're in a beautiful state of being with all your ability and strength than when you're in a stressed out state. And a lot of people think getting stressed out makes me better. It's bull****. I can tell you, you might look like you're getting better, but you haven't really tried being in the ultimate beautiful states and solving something and seeing how much faster it'll be. So I am on a journey to invite people to make the most important decision of their life, which is deciding to end suffering, deciding to live in a beautiful state. That's my spiritual vision now. My friend, his name's Christian G in India, said, you know, what's your spiritual vision? That's how this conversation started. And he said to live in a beautiful state all day long, every day. That's my entire piece, because if I do that, everything else comes from it. And I thought, someone asked me the other day, hey, what would cause someone to kill men, women, and children? And, you know, like you've seen happen in Paris and what happened in Nice recently, what's happened obviously in, in Orlando and San Bernardino. And I said, I can't tell you the kind of person who did it, but I can tell you who didn't do it. A happy person didn't go kill all those people. A fulfilled human being, a person in a beautiful state does not plot or try to harm anybody, much less kill anybody. A person in a beautiful state is not out there trying to, you know, steal from somebody else. And so, you know, when you get on an airplane and, and the first thing they say is if we have a problem and we lose oxygen, the mask will drop down and put it on your child first, right? No. They say put it on yourself first, which seems selfish with your child. We all want to take care of our kid first. But the reason is if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to have nothing for that child. The child's going to die too. Putting yourself in a beautiful state is putting that living oxygen inside of you. And then you have things to give other people. As long as you're suffering, suffering begets more suffering. So I always tell people, Figure out what your favorite flavor of suffering is. Do you Are you the person that gets stressed out all the time? Is it anxiety? Is it worry? Is it anger? Is it pissed off? Is it, you know, trying to please everyone? What is your favorite style of suffering? And end it. Because when you end that, there's a level of freedom that no amount of money will give you. No amount of love will give you to you. No amount of accolades. No amount of academy awards. None of that. I get the call from all those multi-billionaire clients and from all those people in the entertainment business who've got everything and they're miserable. And they bring me in to help them with their business or whatever it is, and I'm the Trojan horse. I give them what they want, but I know what I'm really there for is to also give them what they need and to help them to find that joy and happiness. So so I finished with a little piece. I just think a lot of people say to me, well, you know, God's not really in my life. I don't know there's a God or an infinite energy or whatever you want to call what you think has created you. And I always say to people, and you imagine if you, if you were the creator and you come here to one of your creations and you say to this person, Joe, how do you like what I created for you? And he says, geez, God, I mean, it's hot as here. Couldn't you just kept it at 78 degrees? Why'd you have to change all these temperatures and make it so tough? And man, you got these stupid people I got to deal with all the time. They're always getting in my way. 
And, you know, and why do I have to work for a living? And plus, you got these little red ants. They're tiny little ants, and they bite my ass, and they hurt like hell. Why would you create these annoying ants? Now, if you're a god, do you want to hang out with this person? And if you're a human, do you want to hang out with them? And then you, you're god, you go to somebody else, and you say, how's it going? You know, the creation that created you. The guy says, hey, man, God, this is so incredible. This is the most beautiful place I could ever imagine. The sky, the air, the water. Oh my God, there's so many different people that challenge me and help me to grow and learn and people I can love. And oh my God, you even create these red ants. I mean, these red ants are so tiny. I'm a thousand times their size and they're so courageous. They come and even bite me. It's cool what you've created here. You know, who do you want to hang with? So a lot of people say, I don't got in my life. It's probably because you whine and too much to feel God's presence, right? We have got to stop the suffering. I don't know many people that don't suffer regularly. They don't call it suffering, but that's what they do. And it's something you can end, not like one time. It's like drawing the line in the sand and saying, if I want to take the island, I'm going to burn the boats. I'm not going back. And then committing yourself to it and not beating yourself up. Like, you know, I don't say to my wife, oh, you're suffering and you need to change. We have a 90 second rule. It doesn't work that way. I'm just like, honey, I don't know if you're suffering or not. I feel energy in you right now. And I just want you to know I'm here for you and anything I can do to help. And we do our own internal work. But if she suffered for whatever period of time internally, I'm there for her, but I'm not going to make her wrong for it. Because what happens is your brain starts to see how life can really be, and it is more beautiful than most humans will ever dream of. And so most people try to drink or smoke or do something to alter their state to get in a beautiful state. And I'm telling you, you can wire yourself to be that way. So this is my little soliloquy. Thank you for letting me pump it out because <laughs> you're such a gem, Tim, to let me do it. But it's just like if I could get every human being to truly make the decision, keep the word and keep practicing because it's a daily practice because I still feel it. something shows up and you see it, you let it go. But as you do it more and more, it's like, like I said, it's like a muscle. There is a level of joy. As much as you've ever dreamed you have, I'm telling you, there's a hundredfold out there. And I'm inviting your listeners to consider trying a real simple 10-day challenge to say, for 10 days, I'm just not going to suffer. I'm going to end it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to realize, don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. I'm going to stop obsessing about myself. I'm going to focus on what I can appreciate and what's beautiful and just try it and see what happens. At the end of 10 days, you really believe this is the most important thing in life like I do. Then you commit to that decision long-term and maybe surround some of your friends and family sharing why you've done it so you've got some leverage on yourself and you keep moving forward and keep expanding. 